What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? My name is Usika. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Beast. Welcome back to the Neck Down Podcast. You heard? We are here. It is towards the tail end of summer. We're getting close to fall. I think fall starts actually kind of soon, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I think it starts towards the end of, I think, August. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like early September. Early September. So fucking summer has come. It's yeah. fucking come and gone like that, bro. But that's crazy. We're here. We are full of health and love. And that's all that matters. And a little sleep deprived. <laughs> bro, I mean, I'm, I'm at this fucking crossroads right now. Oh, dang. Okay. And this is not pertaining to anything drastic. And obviously, it has to do with cats. Oof. So the cats that we were fostering, I'm yeah. sorry if everyone's tired of hearing about cats, but I'm cats. not, so I don't care. Damn. But so we're at a crossroads because we had originally five cats that we were fostering. Yeah. Three of them, gone. They're adopted. Who? The, the black one, the fluffy one. Almost? The one that was sitting. Yeah. All, <laughs> wow. Yes. Almost. Wow. She, she was adopted. And the two gray ones. No so way, both of them? Both of them. Wow. They all, but all three of them went to separate households. Okay, so now you just have... Uh, so now we have two. Tiger? Tiger and Gremlin, uh-huh. a.k.a. Grammys. And so yesterday... Um, well, so Tiger is going to still stay with us for, I think, at least another month. Yeah. Because my girlfriend is giving her medication because she has some type of, like, cancer. Not cancer, okay. or, like, some kind of cat... Oh, it's like the female version, not the female, the cat version of coronavirus, essentially. Oh, really? So she's taking medication. And she's actually giving her, I think, the remdesivir wow. thing, some shit like that, or whatever, one of those things. So Tiger's still going to be with us. I like her. Um, she's cool, but she's, yeah, she's kinda, a bit weird. She's a bully. She's weird, too. Yeah, she's a little off, but she's, she's kind of a bully. And so Gremlin had a virtual meet and greet with a potential adopter. No yesterday. way. Yeah, because of COVID, you know, and like, yeah. so obviously Gremlin is not at the rescue. So they mm-hmm. can't just come in and say See, hi. Mm, yeah. So they have to do it virtually. And so the potential adopters, they really liked her. But the problem was that their other cat is kind of like Tiger. And mm-hmm. Tiger is a bully. Mm-hmm. So Tiger is. She likes to play a little rough, and Gremlin doesn't like that. So <laughs> Gremlin actually gets scared of Tiger. Yeah. So my girlfriend was like, you know what? I don't think they're, this is the right cat for you uh-huh. because you want a cat that's going to be just as playful as the other one, and yeah. Gremlin is not like that. And so we came to the dilemma crossroad because we both really like her. Yeah. So we were like, do we keep her? Um blah 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 but she was like honestly me i love cats so whatever cat that i like i'm gonna want to keep yeah so it's really up to you if you want to keep that <laughs> and i was like why do you have to put it on wait me? where's sophia sophia's at the house she's still there. She's, I, I don't think i saw her last time I no went. she hides that's why she she just stays when when she knows that there are people at the house she just stays in the room where was she when i was there I've, i was so distracted by the other cats and that you've been i there forgot twice. yeah the last she just time. stays in the room Wow, just on the bed, yeah, on the bed her. or under the bed, and so, yeah. So we were at the lem- that we were in that dilemma. And she how was is like, she doing with all of this? She has she has gotten better. At yeah. first, I mean, even now, if they get too close to her, she starts hissing. Oh. So she hits him with the. 
You think she'll she'll smack the shit out of? Tiger? She has. She oh, has. she has. Yeah, but she doesn't do it with like the claws out. She just does a little like, like back pat, up, like the back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so that was going on. And then, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, so the thing with Gremlin is we don't know if we're gonna keep her. Mainly, it's me because I want a cat. Yeah. But I want it to be my cat. Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like Gremlin is... Mm. She's a very nice cat. She's very loving to me and to my girlfriend. Yeah. Because Sophia, which is our OG cat, is my girlfriend's cat. Yeah. She's grown, grown up with her, so they obviously are connected at the hip. Yeah. But I don't have one. And so I'm just like, am I doing this just for the sake of getting a cat? Or do I really love her? Like, will I be extremely bummed out if she gets adopted? Yeah. And I was like, not really. So I kind of came to the conclusion to wait it out and to see if somebody else comes along and steals yeah. my heart. So <laughs> that's a little update. Wait, so you are open to getting another cat? I for am. The op- house. I am open to getting a resident, cat. a resident like a, cat, like a like a like no no longer a tenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is a person who is staying yeah, there. That's cool. You know, but but we'll, we'll see what happens. Are you are you th- do you think you're also looking out for how well? your cat does with sophie like that is the main priority that i have yeah with any cat that comes mm-hmm. in they have to be a beta they can't be an alpha because sophia is already the alpha of the yeah. house and when two alphas are in the same place yeah it's not that's what happened to my fucking uh fish oh that's right Peligrosa, that's right peligrosa was the alpha mm-hmm. and anytime i would bring anyone in she was always like fucking them up so you could only <laughs> you could only bring in like those uh, communal fishes that just yeah. swim together and stay away from chilling. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know her boundaries and they just stay the fuck away. But yeah. then you have other ones that would come in and try to like take over her spot and she would oh, lose wow. her shit. She would lose her shit. She's like, ah! She would fuck them up. Really? She would go around pecking them and she would swim super fast, charging at them super fast sometimes. All aggressive like. That's fucked up. Yeah, bro. She was crazy. Um. Anyway. But yeah, so that's Rest whole- in peace. Yeah. Oh, RIP. RIP, RIP, Peligrosa. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that that's my whole like debacle going at home okay. right now. But everything well, is kind cool. of going back so to the life one, for, for the life update, you're at a crossroads with, <laughs> with a uh, cat. With a cat. Essentially, I'm trying to decide whether or not that's to keep her. But that's a good problem to have, I guess. But yeah. anyway, so I want to talk about you. That, like, what? Yeah. how have you been? Like, obviously, Sheesh. we have a topic, but like, you okay, know, like yeah, catch us quick. up. Catch uh, us up. What you so, been up to? Been chilling, a lot of transitions happening right now. So we're today we're recording in my new spot where I'm at now. Hey, let's go. Let's, get it. let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. It's, it's nice. Chill's good. It's good. Um, it's chill. Uh like I was now, mentioning. Now you're living you. here by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so you're solo. Yeah, Han solo. I don't even know why I said that, but yeah. Um I'm I'm just soloing <laughs> it. Um it still doesn't feel like home. Like I was mentioning, some of the things that I want to get for the spot to make it feel like at home, comfy, yeah. that's that place of rest, peace, and chill. Uh, right now, it's still all new. Uh, on top of like transitioning out of a job that I was in for five years, which is fucking amazing, to time. be honest, bro. Yeah. Like, just thinking about like the stress. Like, I feel like I'm going into more, uh, a definitely more stressful job, but in a different way. Yeah, this one was like stress within like my energy as far as like having to shut the fuck up like unnecessary stress maybe 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like anyone who's worked retail, any type of customer oh, service, yeah. anything like even like in the food industry or retail, yeah. or just even owning a business, you know what it is to have, be have to deal with customers and their bullshit. And I feel like a lot of us don't understand and think that because they're an employee, you can say and do whatever you want to them because at the end of the day, you're there spending money. And we get that all the time. The worst customers were the ones that would say, listen, Brian, I've been here for 10 years. I've spent tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars at yeah. your store. So I am a priority. You have to take care of yeah. me. It's like, bruh. But yeah, so dealing with <laughs> dealing with stuff like that was like a different type of energy. Yeah. I'm not physically drained. The yeah. job is easy. I don't do it. You don't sweat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mentally, and your energy gets drained sometimes from dealing like back to back. You don't just deal with one care in a day. Like, yeah. my my, like on average, you're dealing with like ten to five Karens mm. daily, average. Like it's a normal day to have ten. It's a normal day to have like five. Is kind of like oh shit, I had a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten of them is like your normal. <laughs> <laughs> like a five is the bare minimum. Like oh yeah. yeah, it was a good day at work. Today. And then there's like anomalies where nothing fucking happened. Where you literally Those clocked in, you clocked out, and you're like okay, hold on now. I might go to Chipotle today. I'm <laughs> feeling this. good. Feeling good. This is a rare day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now I'm transitioning into a more physically stressful job, but yeah. I feel that. It has its benefits. Number one, I'm gonna be more physically active. Yeah. So that's a plus. I'm gonna be outdoors. That's a plus. That's great. Get you your know, vitamin D. Getting that sunlight yep, in, yep. getting that outdoors life, that walking, all that stuff. And then also opportunities to like either like listen to music or podcast while mm -hmm. I'm doing my job. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I'm excited for it. Bro. That's dope, man. I'm I'm happy for you, bro. Cause I know that when we were living together and you come back that's the one thing i'm gonna miss though well this one yeah. might give you different stories as well but that's the one thing i you always came home with bruh <sighs> the this one customer uh, oh my you know yeah bro <laughs> but um but that's dope dog. i'm yeah, glad man. that so you're that's transitioning that's into update for, for your boy yeah that's with it that's with it um so let's talk about well we have a topic i okay, have a topic and you it. obviously don't know what it is because i like to just surprise yeah. you with things and i like to come in like fresh you know yeah. just so this is the kind of person that doesn't need to prepare. Unless it's something like very, very intense that yeah. I feel like he should be prepped for. Um, I don't tell. I think we've yeah. gotten into this rhythm where it's like you ask me, do you have a topic? And I'm, yeah. I go, yeah. And you go, all right, that's it. Don't don't tell yeah, me about yeah. it. Just lay it out. Lay it it's on only with guests. With guests that we, we yeah. both like prepare for. Yeah. Um, so, but even then, it's very light, light preparation. Yeah. Because I always like to go fresh. You get the fresh reaction. Yeah, and then most of the time, honestly, we don't even. Sometimes we don't even stay on course. Like yeah, with the guests, true. we'll start somewhere and we'll end up somewhere, somewhere completely else, different. Yeah. So it's almost like no point in doing yeah. all this preparation in a sense. But so today's topic, which you are finding out just as the listeners are, Let's do this. we're talking about identity. Ooh. Now there's a reason Ooh. why okay. we're talking about identity, and it has to do mm -hmm. with my trip to Phoenix. Oh shit! Okay. So I'll catch you up. Okay. I'll catch everybody yeah, up yeah, as well because I did post on a social media that yeah. our flight got, if we I got canceled, so we got abandoned. Your so flight got canceled. So this is gonna be a pretty much half of this podcast will be Usika centered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in like what the fuck happened, and then the other half will be. Identity okay stuff. okay well i guess like i'm gonna just ask like so yeah, what's yeah, the reason of, of like going on this trip what was the what was going on so we went to this trip because my girlfriend is 
and if you guys listen to the previous episode, my girlfriend received a promotion. I think you you've yeah, known you, this you already. Me, yeah, yeah. Uh, she received she received a promotion at work, and the person ahead of her, which was her, gonna be her former boss, uh-huh. was like, "Hey, I'm leaving soon, so take your vacation days before I leave, because once I leave, you're in charge, and yeah. you won't be able to take vacation for a while." So her job gives her like ten or fifteen vacation days a year. Yeah. Right. But if she doesn't use them, they it depends. It's tricky. Like they roll over, but not all the way. Yeah. So there's like a threshold. Like you can't have more than like 20 vacation days a year. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, take your vacation days while I'm still here. (laughs) Jesus, I'm sorry. That fucking sparkling water got to me. But (laughs) so she goes, well, hey, you're sparkling water. Sparkling water. This man's drinking on the job. (laughs) (laughs) In the back, but. <laughs> so um so she wanted to take her vacation before she left and also during towards the end of the month of August. Yeah. She has some cat sitting to do. But also in the end of August it's is my birthday. birthday. It's my birthday. So do a little Shoo-doo-doo. You know, your boy's gonna be one year from being thirty. Wow, you're gonna be thirty? No, I'm oh <laughs> no, that's not how math works. I literally told you I'm oh, one year shit. from being 30. Like that, like and he said, like, you're going to be 30. <laughs> man, bro, ass, bro. 29 is crazy. You sure you leave that job, bro? For real. <laughs> Maybe bro. you should that's stay. A, that's probably why I was able to handle it. For real. And so, because like when people were hitting me with bullshit, I was just thinking like of SpongeBob or some shit. Some fucking. You can't do this at a new job. Oh, hell no. I have to be low key. <laughs> I have to be, be on, on it. it. You got to yeah. be on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, Okay, so it's definitely a pleasure trip. Yeah, it's, it's a trip to. To have fun, to see something new. So birthday, I got, yeah, new just promotion. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, you know what? Let's just combine two things. At yeah. Once. Well, it was predominantly for my birthday, but yeah. she took it this early into the month. Yeah. Because of the promotion. Yeah. Right. So she's like, let's just do it this time. And I was like, okay, fine, cool. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. yeah. So we did it. We were there for four days. Um, the reason why we chose Phoenix was because. I honestly didn't want to travel far because when you travel like six, seven hours to somewhere else, you essentially lose half the day mm. just traveling and then getting to your hotel or wherever you're staying yeah, at. Get, and getting, getting situated. Settled yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. takes a pretty much half the day. So Phoenix is about an hour and a half flight. No way. That's super fast. cake, bro. Super fast, yeah. bro. You, you could take a 20-minute nap, 30-minute nap, and then you're there by yeah. the time you wake up. Right, so we thought, okay, and it's a little bit more feasible. We also dis- didn't want to spend yeah. shit ton of money as well. So we go there. We go on a Thursday. It's cool. It's extremely fucking hot. It is Satan's balls hot. Yeah. I'm talking like, like what? What is it though? I'm talking like over a hundred every day we're there. Yeah, but like, is it like sticky? It's humid. It's humid. It's humid. It's, and it's over hot and humid. There was we we. That's kind of. Is it worse than Salvi? It's slightly worse because, like, salvi is humid. Like, you, it's humidity. Is yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, does yeah. it for me? Yeah, the heat isn't really. It's the humidity. It's humid as fuck, bro. Damn. You would not hate. You would not like it there. No. At least not in the weather that we went. So on top of that, it was monsoon season, <laughs> or we got monsoon weather. So monsoon weather is basically like extreme thunderstorms, rainstorms, and dust. And it's all combined. Wow. And so when we rented our car, because we rented a car when we went out there, 
they were like, oh, hey, just so you know, because it is Phoenix and we get monsoons here, if there just so happens to be like, if the car is covered in a shit ton of dust, we're sorry. Like just giving you, a, just giving you a heads up because it happens there. Oh, it's, it's, it happens there often. Our bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just not even, you know, it's, yeah, not, it's not, it nothing is. we can do. And we're like, fine, that's fine. And so we, so we stayed there from Thursday to Sunday. Um, we went to a couple of museums. We went, wait, 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 before we get there, okay, tell me about the delay. Did the delay happen? The delay when, happened at the end of the. Trip. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you guys took a plane over there, an hour and a half. Boom, arrived. You stayed at a hotel or Airbnb? We stayed at Airbnb, hey. which was trash. Trash? Trash because it was nice, Yeah, but they didn't have like the basics. Like they didn't have a fire extinguisher. They only had like one roll of toilet paper. What? <laughs> when it started raining, there was literally water coming through the fucking the ceiling. Wow. Like there was a puddle of water in the fucking house. Wow. <laughs> so it That's was crazy. Yeah, you could tell they didn't really maintain it too much. Yeah. So we... We weren't that happy about it, but whatever. You know, it's yeah. fine. We had a roof over our head. Whatever. So we go there. That's on Thursday. On Thursday, we are just kind of, we just get situated. We just hang out and I think we go out to eat somewhere. Yeah. Can't remember. Friday, we go to this place called the Butterfly Museum. Mm-hmm. And it's dope. Like it's a bunch of butterflies just Flying around everywhere freely. What? So you're basically in this like it, enclosed. It's almost oh, like a greenhouse. Oh, okay. Uh huh. So yeah. and there are trees everywhere. And but because butterflies only serve do well in certain temperatures, it's also humid in there. Ah. So I'm like, fuck. But, but are they nice? Like with they- Yeah, they're just flying around. They're very, they're very like, they don't how many? They're I would say upwards of thousands. Wow. They're just everywhere. Like you cannot walk somewhere and not see a butterfly Does flying it, around. Do they like land on you? Mm-hmm. Or? They they didn't land on me. I they did say that sometimes they do, but if they do to not touch them. Like don't handle them. Um and be careful where you step because sometimes they land on the floor and you don't want to kill them. You don't you know? step on one. Damn. And so so that was cool. That was interesting. And then we went to this place called the Musical Instruments Museum, oh, which yeah, I have which I have a shirt of. I don't think people can see it, but it was really cool. Yeah. Uh it was very overwhelming because they it seemed like they had, I would say close to like ten thousand different musical instruments from all over the fucking country. And so it was basically just like regions from asia uh australia south america africa north america yeah europe all these different places so that was cool but i felt like it was too overwhelming it was too much yeah because you can't fully appreciate all of it you know but it was still fun so we went there and then that's dope and then the last thing that we went to actually right before we left to the airport was this place called the herd museum now I will come back to the herd museum. I'll explain hurt or herd. The herd. H E A R D. Herd. Like I heard you yeah. say blah blah blah. So the herd museum and I'll come back to that in, in later. <clears throat> so we leave the museum, go to the airport, and luckily there's a shuttle at the place where we are dropping off the rental car. Oh, okay. Right? So in our flight this is Sunday. This Did is you plan Sunday. for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. it was already like paid for. They, uh, they're like, hey, just leave it there. Leave shuttle the keys there you. and the shuttle will take you to the airport. And I'm wow. like, Perfect. So we leave the car. Our flight is leaving out of Phoenix to Burbank. We didn't fly out of LAX. We flew out of Burbank. Mm-hmm. And so our flight is supposed to leave at 640, around 640. <clears throat> and so we get to the, we're going to the airport. 
or I think it was a little bit before. And I get a text message from the airline. They go, hey, your flight got delayed. So now mm-hmm. you're leaving at eight something. And I'm like, okay, bummer, whatever. We'll yeah. just we'll just hang out at the airport. It'll be fine. So like 7, 12, 7, 15 rolls around. And then I get another message. Oh, I get an email, actually. Oof. And they say, hey, yeah, uh, sorry, but your flight got canceled. Wow. And I go, what? Your flight got canceled. Uh, call if you want a refund or if you mm-hmm. want to rebook. I'm like, well, let's try to rebook. Yeah. I call the customer service place. They're like, hey, yeah, we can rebook you uh, in two days. What? I was like, man, <laughs> you must be confused. Uh, yeah. You don't know who the fuck I am. I'm yeah. just kidding. I didn't do that. But I did <laughs> say, um, that's not going to work. So yeah. I'm going to take that refund. Yeah, so they gave us yeah. a refund because I had to be at work the next day. Oh, shit. I had to open the next wow. day, which was my mistake. I just, next time I'm going to have a spare day yeah. of travel, right? And so me and my girl are like, okay, we got to figure it out. So we're looking for flights. There's like nothing under $300 mm. to get to to get to get LA. Like the next flight is leaves at nine and it's at least like 350 or something wow. like that. Mm-hmm. So I go, I'm not paying 350 to go <laughs> to yeah. go home right now, right? I'll figure something else out. So we're like, well, what if my girlfriend says, what do we, what if we rent a car and just drive it to LA? And leave it at the whatever at a Hertz or an Enterprise. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's try that. So I call an Enterprise. That's like the only thing that's open at that time. Because mind you, it's Sunday. It's like almost 8 p.m. Most of these places are closed. So I call them and they go, hey, yeah, you know, because of the pandemic, um, we need you to bring the car back here so we can rent it out to you. But you can't. If you're gonna drive wherever you're gonna drive to, you regardless of where you drive to, you have to bring it back and drop that's it off. That's really here. hard. To- so I'm like, okay, so I guess that's not happening. Yeah. So then I start thinking, you know what? What if we just stay overnight and then just catch a flight back home in the morning mm-hmm. or tomorrow? And and then I, I don't know if it was her. Were the flights me. cheaper in the morning? Slightly, but still, like, we still just, it, it, just, just too, it was just money that we didn't want to spend, yeah. you know? So we come to the conclusion. We're like, well, let's hit up the Greyhound bus. <laughs> And boy, was that the biggest mistake we ever no. made, bro. So we booked Stop. the ticket. We booked the tickets to the Greyhound bus. How much is that? We like, get the, it was like 140 for both of us. Okay. Which was fine and because the bus was leaving at like 1020. And how long was that going to take you? It was to a six-hour six hour six hour bus drive. drive, which is not terrible. It's fine, you know. It's doable. You know, but for 150 for last minute, uh, like we're like, this is as good as it's gonna yeah, get, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, it's gonna leave at ten twenty. Let's catch an Uber because it was kind of a walk to yep. the to the fucking place. And so we're walking. I'm sorry, when we're driving, the Uber takes us there and he leaves us. And then, like, ten minutes after we get there, rainstorms, <laughs> fucking windy, thunder, what? rain. What? It's all this like it's just just again, bro. I'm telling you, we're in a fucking. Uh, an area that is very susceptible to flash floods as well. Like we got warnings on our phone. Hey, don't leave the area if you don't have to, because there's a flash flood warning. Wow. So it was crazy. So we get there, we check in, and then I look at the waiting area. There's at least five crackheads. No just way. Just hanging out, like tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. What? And I go, Oh my god, <laughs> are we really about to do this? But it was like nine thirty, so we're like just. And just be here for an hour, yeah. and you'll get. Maybe they're just hanging out. Maybe they're not even gonna get on the bus. Yeah, just just 
fucking grind it out. There's no way they got on the bus. <laughs> so all of them get on the bus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. All of them got on the bus, bro. I was like, oh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, no. So hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. So our bus is supposed to leave at 10.20, right? So Motherfucker arrives at 11.20. Bro, like, my bizzle. Then it says, then it says. Little late player. It says, we're, it says um, hey, your bus is still in Tucson. <sighs> Tucson is an hour and a half away. At 10.20? At 10. Oh, at 10. We're almost getting ready to line up. An hour, yeah. So we're like, okay, that's that's great. That's great. Right. So the bus, we have no choice. We have You're to wait. You're in it now. Yeah. We have yeah. to wait it out. So the bus ends up getting there. They said it was supposed to get there at closer to 11.30, 11.40. It gets there at midnight. So we're waiting there. It arrives midnight. at midnight. It arrives at midnight. So it's not even ready to board. No, we have to wait yeah, like another to wait. 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. The worst part is that bus was carrying other passengers. So that bus is the passengers from that bus went into our bus. So I guess that bus was making like a, it was a stop. It was a stop uh, on the way to L.A. And I think that bus was coming from Texas. So some people already they're already going into the next, to the next bus. Right. So I'm like, fuck. So whatever. At least the bus is there. Yeah. Excuse me. And so we're going. That's true. We, that's, a, that's actually a perfect fucking way to see it. <laughs> At least the fucking bus yeah, is here. That's like, like it's here now. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, like, yeah you yeah. know, like there. And so it gets there. We board, and we just tell the crackheads, "Hey, man, hurry the fuck up." I'm like, y'all Yo, coming like, too? Finish your crack, and let's get on this fucking like, bus. Was it a for sure that they're crackheads, or were you like there, mad? Judging? There were some that were like just tweaking, and there were some that I was like, "There was like you tweaking, like crackhead." <sighs> yeah, there how was this they, one guy that was just like, "How the fuck did he make like, enough money to get on the fucking bus, nah, bro?" That is the fucking million dollar question, and I kind of don't want to know to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we get on the bus, and then luckily it's like two seaters, so there are, you don't have okay, to share cool, seats cool. with anybody. So it's just me and my girl, and she's she takes the window, obviously, the yeah. window seat. And I take the the wind the the aisle, yeah. and I'm sitting closer to the front. <sighs> so one of those fucking crackheads gets on the bus, uh, and we're leaving. This, and I mean this with all the respect in the world, and ladies, I I I am a hundred percent not trying to be judgmental here, and you will have to excuse my language. She starts smoking a cigarette in the bus. There is a baby on the bus. There is a baby like five seats behind me and she's lighting up a cigarette what? and she's sitting diagonally away from me. Yeah. So not the seat that's next to me. Yeah. The one well, in front yeah, of that. Yeah. And so I'm like, you've got to be fucking. And this, we're an hour into the trip. And like, this, like, do we not know that there's not supposed to be no smoke? There's no smoking allowed on any of these Greyhound of buses. Of course. The bus driver, he's a little bitch. He doesn't say shit. He says he gets on the speaker and he goes, no smoking. That's all he says. So she stops smoking, but obviously she's gonna start again. So throughout the trip, she smokes like five different times. So the first time she lights it up, she smokes and she's just there casually smoking, just is she and the smoke is coming out and it's coming towards me, and everybody on the bus is like <laughs> Everybody on the bus could smell it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? So she's smoking. And then the bus. So the bus, the first time the bus driver says, hey, no smoking. And she stops. Right. Yeah. An hour later, she she 
<laughs> she thinks she's sneaky for some reason. She gets a cigarette and she goes, takes one puff and then puts it out. <laughs> I'm like, you really think nobody hears and doesn't know what you fucking do? It's like basically silent. It's it's midnight. Pretty much, people... pretty much dead silent. It's, yeah, it's midnight. People are trying to sleep. And so, so she does this several times. The other thing, too, is she is sitting next to an older woman, and an older woman's trying to sleep. She has her blanket, so she's, like, coddled up like this, yeah. right? She's just coddled up, trying to get some rest. And this woman starts lashing out at her, the crackhead. She Why? goes, she goes, she goes, she looks over at her, and she goes, get up. You're in my seat. Get up. You're in my seat. Get up now. And she's talking to her like this, bro. And I'm like, was she in her seat? She was in her seat. I mean, I couldn't really tell much, but <laughs> yeah. it, it looked like maybe she was a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think she meant it to be like, I'm going to take up your entire seat. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God, please do not swing at this lady. Yeah. I was so scared that she was going to swing at yeah. her. <laughs> so she keeps, she keeps going. And this goes on for at least five minutes, going back and forth. And then eventually the old lady, she gets up and she walks over, right? Uh-huh. And guys, I don't want you guys to judge me because, Usika, why didn't you do anything? But this is a crackhead that we're talking yeah. about. Like, there's clearly the bus driver. He's He can hear all of this. Yeah. He doesn't care. Nobody else on the bus cares. And I know that's even more of a reason for me to get involved. But at the same time, I don't know what this person has. Like, yeah. And I don't want to put myself in that situation where she gets aggressive and now the whole bus has to... And it's, it was just bad, right? Yeah. There was no win-win in this at all. So the old lady gets up. She goes to the front seat, like the very front. And she's trying to put the seat down, but they tie it with the seatbelt because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for handicapped people. Yeah. And so the the crackhead is laughing at her. She's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. She can't put the seat down. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, bro. And then so my girl's like, hey, can you can you go help her? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So I go and I help the old lady. I'm like, hey, let me let me uh-huh. pull apart the thing. So I put the seat down. She sits down, and then that's it. Yeah, Th- yeah. That's the end of that altercation, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, in the back, oh, let me retract a little bit. At the Greyhound bus, when we we're in the waiting area, there was this older, b- bigger, older guy, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he gets there, and he they also tell him, hey, your bus. He comes on our bus, right? They're like, hey, you your Bus ride is delayed. So he's like, all right, whatever. So he sits down. <clears throat> and so everyone's just in the waiting area and it's quiet. You can just hear the TVs. And then out of nowhere, you just hear. Oh, shit. Snore, dog. Snore, snore, snore. And he's loud as fuck. So guess what happens in the bus when he falls asleep? He's fucking snoring. He's snoring, bro. And then the guy behind him, he goes. Hey, man, shut the fuck up, man. I'm trying to sleep, dog. And then the guy who was snoring was like, hey, man, fuck you, man. I'm trying to sleep too, man. I'm sorry, but And they're arguing back and forth. They started arguing with each other. They started arguing with each other. So this goes on for another like five minutes. And I'm just like, oh, my God, these guys are going to swing on each other. I already fucking know it. But then luckily nothing (laughs) nothing happens, right? Okay, now let's go back to the crackhead. At this point, we're like three hours into the trip. We're half halfway, halfway there. there halfway she starts there. puffing, starts puffing oh again. Gosh. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm sick of it. She goes and she starts getting up. She starts moving. Like she's very like fidgety. She can't yeah. move because she's, she's crackhead. She, you know, mm-hmm. she just can't stay still. So she gets up and then she goes to the bus driver, to the back seat of the bus driver. 
she's like, hey, pull over. I need a, I need a, I want to smoke. I want to smoke. Hey, are you stupid? And she calls him. And again, I apologize for my for my language, but she calls him. Are you fucking retarded? I need to pull over and smoke. And so she has a very aggressive tone to her. She should have just left it there, bro. Bro, I, I swear my girl was like, can Let her we just, out and can we just, just leave her? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but no, like the guy never pulled over. And so she and towards the end of the of the bus ride, too, she goes, Hey, he's just like, if you don't pull over, I'm the, I need no smoking. <laughs> Sit down, please. <laughs> he was a Hispanic dude. Yeah, yeah. And so at towards the end, she's like, Hey, I gotta take a piss. If you don't pull over, I'm gonna pull my pants down and I'm gonna piss right here on this bus. Yeah. And so I guess he's like, he knows that she's bullshitting because thankfully she didn't do it. But I was so he fucking was scared. ready to call her he, bluff. He he did it. Yeah. He called her, but he didn't pull over at all. He's like, I don't give a fuck if you piss on this bus. I'm out of here once I get to LA. Greyhound. What is going on, I know, bro? I should have hey. left. I should have left a more review. Nah, bro. You got. Hey, They're anyone slacking, who bro. anyone who's listening, bro. Don't ever fucking take a great yeah, yeah, or at least not at night, bro. Take it during nah, the day when the crack never, is no. After this story, bro, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. It was terrible. I'm straight, bro. So when she says that, I have my backpack on the floor and I'm like, is she serious? So I grab my backpack and I lift it up and I just put it on my lap. And I'm sitting like this for the rest <laughs> just of the race. I'm like, just in case. <laughs> fucking she fucking just whips it shit. out, bro, and starts pissing all over the floor, you know? So we get to L.A., um, it's, it's and here let me let me jump in real quick go ahead go ahead it is the hardest thing to deal with people that are on drugs yeah number one thing about dealing with someone when you're on drugs and you are the authority like the bus driver yeah so when people when you're a manager and fucking you get crack fiends that come into the fucking place yeah. disturbing the peace stealing all these things yeah you're the one that has to deal with it. Yeah. And you think like there's somebody that could handle this. You could call the police and they'll come and pick it yeah. up. No, bullshit. They don't, co- they don't come. They don't go They're for They're not going to come. Time. They'll show up. At, like you call at 7 in the morning. Hey, I need you to take this guy out. They're showing up at 7 p.m. Talking about where's this guy at. Mm-hmm. And you're like, suck on these nuts, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, dog. I already <laughs> took them the fuck out myself. You don't do your shit. job, bro. Like, bro, I've done that before. Where I told some dude... Like, the last time some crackhead came in, I was like, I knew him by his name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Matt, listen to me, bro. If you take one more step closer to me, I'm going to swing on your ass. Oh, shit. Because you're getting way too close and you're not fucking listening. Normally, yeah, yeah. I tell him, get the fuck out. We're cool. He bounces. This time, he was like way too cracked out. And I wow. told him, I was like, bro, if you fucking come close to me again, one more fucking time, yeah. I'm swinging on your bitch ass. Wow. And we can handle this shit right now. And then the other associate that was with me was like, he was hoping. <laughs> he was like, run that shit. Like, literally, he was like, like he I'm was trying just, to see this shit He was just like, down, just do bro. it. Just do it. Oh, my God. And then finally, we get this dude out because he was like, all right, fuck it. If Brian's not going to fuck him up, I'm going to fuck him up. And he told him, hey, I'm not fucking around. I'm going to shove you into that corner and beat your ass till you're fucking stupid. Oh, my gosh. So you're getting the fuck out or I'm going to grab you and take you the fuck out. And then he started to blab some other bullshit and he grabbed them and fucking took them out. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's like some, like they do like you're not speaking to a normal human who like understands yeah. logic, who understands like it's not someone who's being violated of their rights <laughs> and can't be that. You know, it's like you're dealing with someone who's like doing drugs, doesn't yeah. understand, doesn't comprehend. I'm pretty sure... Doesn't even think it's reality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're, they're, yeah, their their head is in a completely different world. Yeah, so world. how do you how do you deal with someone like that? Like, if it was someone who's not a crackhead and they're lighting up 
you know yeah it's kind of like hey come on bro like we're we're not supposed to be lighting up right yeah. now like we're in the fucking thing there's a baby like right there yeah 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 you know what i'm saying you know like it's like maybe he's maybe he or she is legitimately unaware and they go oh my bad yeah and they put it out shit and like that cool, it's yeah, done. yeah but like with a crack fiend anything like that it's like it's, it's completely different and what's worse is when you get stuck into their their blabbing shit yeah because that's what mostly happens with these cracks and you ask them some shit and then they'll start talking about well i spoke to jerry and jerry told me that yeah i could be here all yeah, the time yeah. and i don't know what and yeah, i don't know yeah, what's yeah. your problem blah blah like bro they go off i've had crack fans come up ready to fight me on site Fuck. ready to fight me on site Fuck. and sometimes like at that point once i learned like one time this guy came hell of aggressive i was like bro just call the cops Cops fucking showed up the next day and shit. The next day? Yeah, bro. Like, they were hitting me up, like, at oh 9 p.m. I was home already. I was like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. So, like, where's the crackhead in the We're store? here now. I was like, suck my dick. I needed you like, 12 shut hours Shut the fuck ago. up. Like, fucking stupid <laughs> ass. So then I was like, next time, I ain't calling the cops. Yeah, you can, I'm fucking bro. handling my shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking knock this fool out. So that's what happened. Next time he came in, he was ready to go, and I was ready to go. Fuck. I was like, bro, this is happening right here. I was he was waiting. like, come outside. I was like, fuck coming outside. This shit is handling here, homie. Run that shit. <laughs> and then like, and then once, once he sees, home, once, yeah, but like, bro, it's a crack fiend coming in here all stupid, yeah, trying yeah, to fight, yeah. ready to fight me. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's no longer of like, what's the best way to defuse this? It's like self-defense mode. Let's go. I I'm ready. Yeah. Let's fucking run that. Yeah. Bro, I had to do that shit like twice with this same crack fiend anytime he saw me. Anytime yeah. he would walk in, he'd be looking for me. And then I'd be ready too. I'd be like, well, I'm ready. Let's go. We're both ready. You coming in here and I'm telling uh, you, you can't come in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What's going to happen? Always you just talk his shit, talk his shit. And I'd be like, yeah, that's right. You're not going to do shit. So get the fuck out. And then like, so with that's these crack, bro, the with these general. crack fiends, like you just, you just never know. Yeah. It could be something that's quick. Like sometimes they'll come in blabbing shit and you're like, come on, Matt. Let's you get, got to go. Yeah, and they're yeah, just yeah. like, blah, 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 blabbling bullshit on their way out. Yeah. And you're like, cool. At least he's gone. Motherfuckers out. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and then there's other times when they come in ready to go, ready to fucking fire on somebody. Fuck, dog. You know? So. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary part. That's why we like, I understand what you mean, like, yeah. with not, like, knowing how to handle the situation. One, this is me who, like, I am supposedly the manager on duty, the person that's going to handle this situation that yeah. needs to take care of all these other clients that are there shopping. Yeah. Now, now, if you're just somebody that's there, just a shopper, just a regular person, or just like a customer taking a Greyhound, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Is it even in your line description to do something like that? Probably and, not. And what what's really going on? How much abuse is going on to the the circumstance? Yeah. The whole fucking smoking thing? Like, bro, if the fucking bus driver or if the parent of the baby is not standing, saying shit, then how are you going to say something? Yeah. You know, because if it's your kid and it's your baby, you're like, hey, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. You're not supposed to be fucking smoking. You fucking, you know, like you're yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. go. It's like, it's my child. I'm ready to die for my child. But yeah, if the yeah. baby, if their parents not even speaking up, what are you going to do? Yeah. And like, I feel like the fact that you even helped out that old lady yeah. is a lot more than anybody, even the fucking driver was willing to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah, don't feel like any type of way. It's just, okay, it's yeah. just crazy that you were in this situation <laughs> at all, bro. It was wild, dog. But we're yeah. at the three-hour mark, so keep going. So halfway well, there. We're, we're, we're already at. We're already done. Oh, like, so that was yeah, the last so, thing that so happened when, was... When she said, like, well, I'm going to piss on this bus. How, we, how, were, we were in West Covina at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not too far from here. Um, so, But when we got to LA, we the bus stopped. And all of a sudden, she's in a good mood. She's like, yeah, I'm in LA. And I'm like... <laughs> 
out of your fucking mind, woman. Like, I get it. You're on. You're on some shit. You're not. Yeah. You're not there. But geez, bro, yeah. that was I. It was wild. So we get to LA. My dad picks us up, and so he takes what us time? home. Oh, we're in getting the we're getting out of LA at like seven seven thirty. Did you go to work? Or you called off? No, I called off. Yeah, I was like, I could have gone to work, but I'm like, I'm not you showing would. up to work like this. I have to drive for yeah. a living at work. I'm gonna yeah, fall yeah. asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you can't just you know? be like yeah. So I told, but I told my manager once my flight got canceled the evening before. I'm like, hey. Don't expect me to come in tomorrow. I'm in fact, I canceled. I can't. Yeah. I can't. You know, like, I'm giving you a heads up right now. That's cool. Because I literally just found out 15 minutes ago that my flight is canceled. These are my options. And none of these options are going to get me to work. That's cool. On time. Responsible. So she's like, you know what? It's someone fine. Someone else will pick up a Don't worry about that, it. With that much notice, yeah. someone Yeah, you else. have to figure it out, yeah, bro. Like, I, I can't. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the type of person that I always show up to work, maybe five minutes late. But I'm always <laughs> there and I never call off. <laughs> You can count on me to be a little, at least five minutes late. You know? This man uses his grace period for I, sure. Hey, you know, like it's cool. There's a buffer, so yeah. you know. But <clears throat> anyway, so we get to LA, we get home, and we knock out for like five hours. We get home at like eight. We wake up. No, actually, we wake up at like twelve. Yeah. We wait. We get home at eight. Fall asleep. Wake up at twelve. And yeah, so that was the trip. Yeah. And so let's go back to the herd museum. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Forgot about that. at uh-huh. this point, oh shit, we're at 42 minutes. God ram, just me rambling and shit. At this point, you know, we go to the Herd Museum and it's the last day. And the Herd Museum specifically is about Native Americans. Mm. And so they have a lot of Native American like tools, artwork, artifacts, paintings. It's really it's 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 really beautiful and it's very informative. And there's this one particular part of the of the museum that I had no idea that this happened. Maybe you have. I'm I'm sure a lot of people didn't know, probably still don't know. Mm-hmm. But apparently, not apparently, this is a fact. There was there were these things called um Native American boarding schools. Yeah. Did you know about this? I think so. Okay. So I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. So I get there and I go, what is this? Well, are you talking about the American uh, schools that were trying to take turn people to American yeah. and American? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but they did it obviously with Native Americans. Yeah, and so I didn't know about this. Yeah, and bro. so Shit is crazy. we were going through the museum of that specific part, right? And we're looking at all these pictures, these descriptions. We were looking at reading quotes from the generals who were like. Oh, these Native Americans are dirty, and so we need to Americanize Christianize them, them Americanize them, mm-hmm. because the way they live, they're savages mm-hmm. and and all this shit, right? And so I'm looking at it, and you see pictures of, um, you know, little kids before and after pictures. You see little kids in their tribal, their indigenous clothing, and then you see them with like a shirt, a button-up shirt, a tie. And yeah. the one thing that really stuck to me, which is why I wanted to talk about identity, is there was this portion at the end where they had a seat and it was like it was a barbershop seat and it was empty. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was closed off in the glass, but there was writing on it and whatnot. Right. But all you saw was this empty barber barbershop chair and you saw like there are long locks of hair on the floor. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was. I f- my fucking heart sank because I'm like, if there's one thing I know about Native Americans is that their hair is extremely precious to them. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like it is part of their identity. 
And so here you see that these piece of shit fucking Americans are stripping them of their identity. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why? They they present no threat to you. Yeah. And like, and so it was extremely heartbreaking. And I started to think about my identity. Yeah. And how, you know, me and you and, and Larry and Germs, we we obviously I'm from I'm not I wasn't born in this country, but I'm pretty much grew up here. Mm-hmm. So I started to reflect like, well, what identity do I have? You know, what part of my culture do I still hang on to? And what part have I just left behind? Because, you know, I'm wearing fucking joggers. Yeah. You know, it's very Americanized. I I like basketball. It's very Americanized. And that's not to say that in other countries they don't like these things. But where is my attachment to my my culture, to my Salvadorian roots? I don't know about my Salvadorian roots. And so it was very eye-opening, but it was also very, um, it was beautiful to see because even during the time that the kids spent in the, in the boarding schools, like there were high schools that were still very Americanized, but that were trying to Americanize them. And there were a lot of Native Americans that went into like art classes and drama classes and theater, and they still... they still try to incorporate some of their, you know, native uh, fashion and, uh, you know, just native practices into high school. Yeah. So, like, you could see that they were like, you know what, I have, w- they're going to kill me yeah. or whatever, you know. They're taking me away from my family and they're forcing me to go to this school that I don't want to be in, but I'm not going to let go of my culture. So, they had, like, this beautiful dress, like, it was... I think it was like a prom dress or a graduation dress, but it was like they they had their little like Native American touch to it. Yeah. And that was beautiful. Yeah. And so it's sad, dog. Like I know like it's a very it's a very tough topic to talk about because I know in America they don't like to talk about yeah. what what they did to Native Americans, but <clears throat> but it's a real thing. Yeah, and it's something that's been going on that like Americans have been doing for years, bro. Like I took uh I took my first Chicano class ever. Oh, those are uh, those are bro. those are heavy. And it was like it was like that. We read um uh, Becoming Mexican American mm-hmm. and then we read uh, City of Inmates. <laughs> City of Inmates, that book, if you get a chance to read it, anybody. Um Do you remember the author? Uh no. I think it's Kelly, maybe Kelly okay. something, but uh um, But it's City of Inmates. City of Inmates. And it okay. just talks about how America has used like inmates to have free labor. Yep. Always, yep. always has, especially like during the beginning times when uh, when they basically went through the manifest destiny and America oh, said yeah. we have a calling to go to the West mm-hmm. and it's a God calling. It's a calling from God himself telling us to take over and come and fucking take take to whatever they wanted. these people. Yeah, yeah. They, and that's what they did. They, yeah. used, uh, they used laws to be able to do that. So if you were a Native American or indigenous person from that place, like here in Los Angeles, like... Bro, there yeah. was tribes, like huge cities already from these native people that were here. Like, it's yep. not like you're taking a small little town. It was like cities built like by these people that when they came, uh, they started making laws on how to um, how to like coexist. Like, okay, well, we're basically we're basically taking this land, fighting for it. Mexico uh, signs it over. I think after when the war happened, yeah. right? Signs it over, and they fucking bro. I think at the end. Mexico was so huge that I think it's like 75% of like Mexico was lost 
Like, oh wow, really? That's how much was like forced. So people say that America bought it, but they didn't buy it. No, they, they fucking forced their way in and yeah. said, "Okay, motherfuckers, we're here. This is our shit now. What are you gonna do about it?" Yep. No, okay, well, can you like pay us out at least? And they're like, well, think about that shit. All right, fine, let's pay it out. And then they fucking pay, but they never paid back anything. No type of, you know. So it basically got taken from them. Yeah. And they use those systems like incarceration, basically Native Americans or the indigenous people of that land. Of here in California, well, it was a trip is that. Like, this, we're living yeah. in it. Like yeah. lo- we're talking about Los Angeles. This is, was yeah. indigenous land. Still and, is. And that's what we, I feel like, taking that class did for me was a realization of like what this is. Like everybody wants to move to Los Angeles and do this stuff. And then we're, we're seeing it now even yeah. more, like more and more as it goes on with, that's why gentrification is such a big, big topic and yeah. a big deal. And why people really hate gentrification because it's a new form of what has always happened. Yeah. Of taking something and pushing people out, pushing people away. And it comes into the identity because now who are you? Because yeah. the people that decided to stay, those indigenous people that decided to stay, well, my parents and grandparents and grandparents and great, 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 great grandparents have lived in Los Angeles all their lives. We have land here. We had land here. Yeah. And now you're telling me you can either go to the borders of Mexico because we took over this or you stay here. And if you stay here, you have to become Americanized, Yeah. which is all that, the schooling, the laws. And all those things. And then now you get people who have to find identity because they're no longer considered from Mexico. Yeah. Right? Or they're no longer considered Mexicans or indigenous. They're either seen as... Mexican-American or American. And then, like, once you're born into that and you're... Now, that's just the people that were already living. Now, what about the new people, the new generation that are birthed? Where is their identity? Where do they find it? Yeah. They're not... They're not too American where the American community doesn't accept them. Yeah. They're not too Mexican where the Mexicans um, don't consider them Mexicans because yeah. they are on the other side. Yeah. And then you get this place of like, well, where do I land? And identity, bro, is crazy because I think about what you said. How much do we hang on to our culture? Yeah. Because technically speaking, you were born in El Salvador. Yeah. And I was born here. Yeah. But yet... You can't um, tell. <laughs> yeah, like I could have been born a thousand miles where you were. Yeah. And then I would still be considered like Salvadorian. My blood, my family, like all of them are like from, you know, Central America over yeah. there, right? But yeah. but now we're here. And it's the geographical thing that makes me some that's what always trips me out. Like, is it blood that we're talking about here? Like where your blood comes from? Or is it just yeah. geographics? Like, yeah, he was born ten miles into this border. So Basically, he's this. Yeah, all my blood, all my family, all my culture comes from the other side of that border. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know who I feel like? Maybe not struggles, and I, I've never talked to him about it. I'd like to get to know what, how he what how he identifies himself is Edson, yeah. my brother. Because he's the only one of our family who was born here. Yeah. Because my sister, me, my mom, and my dad were all born in El Salvador. And yeah. Edson grew up here, but... Because, you know, we still, my parents did, so, and this is, like, I'm so proud that they did this. Like, mm. they still spoke to us like they would have spoken to us in El Salvador. Yeah. You know, like, puta bicho, hey, saca esa mierda, la cerote. You know, <sighs> yeah, like, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You would hear that. I grew up hearing that. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> um, and so, like, I wonder how, what his mindset is, like, how he feels about yeah. being extremely American because Edson is very much assimilated. Yeah, like I feel so. Because he was born here. Yeah. But 
when he's around us, like his... and, not, and not only was he born here, but he was born here at a later time than me. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like more people that are born later and whatnot. Because with the way he describes, I went to Thomas Starkey Middle School. I went to John Marshall. Yeah. And the way he describes those schools are like it's what? Different. Yeah, it's like, completely that's different. What? What do you mean? <laughs> like that's not the place where I was at. You it's know, completely different. It's a whole different world. Yeah. And it's just a few, you know, a few years after. You know, it's around for you. It's probably like seven, six years apart. Yeah. You know, it's not a long time. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, that's that's a trip within itself. And I feel like this is where I kind of see some people where, you know, you get some people that don't speak English, uh, Spanish at all. Right. Yeah. 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 They're like, no, I don't fucking I look Mexican, but I don't speak fucking Spanish. Right? They're like almost like ashamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I'm like, well, I hear some people like get mad at them. Like, how could you be fucking, you know, a Latino and not know how to speak Spanish? Yeah. And I get that. And then I also get them where it's like, well, where are they finding their identity? Because they're growing up in school where it's only English. Uh, Their parents might have been first generation, second generation already here who speak more predominantly English at home, right? Yeah. So then you have to ask yourself, is it worth keeping culture alive? What Mm -hmm. what is it worth? Why would we want to keep culture alive? And the more I've like dove into those classes, the more I want to speak Spanish. So anytime yeah. I see someone, uh, uh, a Latino, like a a Hispanic, anything, yeah, yeah, like yeah. whenever I was at work, I always interacted in Spanish. Yeah. I always tried to push because I see them trying in English, which is great, but yeah, yeah. they don't need to try. Like I wanted to, and it always it always felt great to hear your, your tongue, yeah. to hear your language and be like, man, that's dope. Yes, we are here, but like this is our tongue that we speak. Like, yep. and... I, I also like wanted to do certain things to keep culture alive, which is why I have fucking masa in my kitchen, you know, to make tortillas a mano every yeah. now and then. I'll try to oh, do God. that and they come out like shit still. <laughs> but like But you're trying, dog. Yeah, and that's the I, important I, I thing. I buy like red beans from yeah, El yeah, Salvador yeah. or whatever, Whee! just to like try to keep things like that alive. Yeah. Because it is who you are, like yeah. in a sense. And what I what I don't mm-hmm. like what I don't like is that it, like oftentimes America is not oftentimes, it's it's extremely portrayed as a place of of it's a melting pot we have all these beautiful cultures and we can all exist here yeah. and we all can coexist together your neighbor can be black your neighbor your next neighbor can be indian and the person across from you can be uh asian american you you can all get along and it's great and it's fine but like there's so much americanized culture that's inflicted into us and when we don't accept it, we're judged for it. And yeah. we're look we're looked at a certain way. If you don't fucking like it here, then why don't you just go back? Go back to your country. Go back to your fucking country. And I'm like, hold on. America is you're not native to this country yeah. either. Yeah, exactly. Like, so what are you how where are you gonna if I'm gonna go back, you're gonna go take your ass back to yeah. Europe or bro, Russia yeah, or wherever exactly. the fuck you bro, came and from. And that's where your ancestors yeah. came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and bro. Like, if you look into one of those books, I don't know if it's Becoming Mexican-American or uh, The uh, City of inmates, inmates, but they talk about how the Mexico, like Mexico City, all those indigenous people were hit from years ago. We're talking about, I forgot who was one of this the great, uh, like, Alexander sailors. the Great? Probably. Like, so, someone that, I, I don't know who it is, but it's... Um, Some European asshole. Yeah, it was like, so one of them had already gone. Like, twice, there was these voyages that they would go on. Mm-hmm. So... The indigenous people had already, or the Native Americans, indigenous people had already seen like 
Europeans or Spaniards. I think it was someone oh, from the Spaniards, Spain. probably most. Likely. And like they they're they're coming. This is where like even Christianity sometimes is a bit conflicting because oh, yeah. they come with missions, missions of the missionaries. Going to, yeah, exactly. And you gotta convert say, them because you're living a life that is not the craziest thing. With Jesus. The craziest thing that I heard or that you know you read is that. They sent missionaries to set up a church or whatever and force these people into like, well, it's God or nothing. Yeah. Like, and you have basically an army backing this up. Yeah. And then they were saying that one of them wrote a letter to Spain saying, send some more Spaniards over here because the soldiers need sex. And like they they, no you, they can't be fucking raping these like indigenous people. And that's what they were doing. Like missionaries set up a church forcing people there and then you have the army who is fucking raping and pillaging like and doing whatever they want wow yep and I that didn't, I, bro, I knew that they were like raping and pillaging but yeah. I didn't know that they sent over so they wanted more people or they wanted to yeah. just for the sake of them not be like to oh, not stop, have sex with yeah them. stop raping oh my like this is God. how we're gonna fix it we're gonna ask for Spaniards to come and then have homes and make families here and take over just so this could stop and it's like these things are happening back, like from back, 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 Way back, 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 bro. Like, yeah. And that's where, like, there's some conflicts that even Christians don't want to hear about. People, mm-hmm. people that like like God and like have that faith don't want to know about those things or yeah. are blind to it. And I feel like it's helped me a lot because I don't want to be someone who's uninformed about something like, do you even know how this started? Yeah. And the oranges of it, yeah. origins, because the oranges, the origins mm-hmm. of this. Because if you do, then you kind of have like to take a deep look at, at it and and really make some choices and decide what's going on. How do you feel? What do you come of the conclusion of it? Yeah. And there was this late, there was this interview that one of our our teachers saw showed us about um about somebody who's like Mexican-American and like trying to figure out like, they were, they were talking about the whole war and what happened and how can we move forward. Yeah. How do how do we move forward as Americans knowing that like, hey, you guys basically bullied your way into Mexico and took 75% of them. And not only that, um, Mexico was forced to sell property within Mexico to America. So there's a lot of these companies that own a lot of it. Bro, it got to the point where Mexico sold off so much land that they couldn't even uh, feed their people anymore oh, wow. because that's how much land America bought within wow. here. And they had companies here working for them and in Mexico yeah. that they couldn't. So maize was their main thing that they yeah. had. Yeah. And it got to the point where they had no more land to sustain. So they had to, I think they start buying it from like Brazil or, or not, I don't know if it's Brazil or, but they, they get it, it imported. imported. Now. Yeah. 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 It got imported now from how much like this, like thing of like, Oh, this is something that's going to be great for Mexico. Because you guys are going to be getting so much money. There's going to be so much work. Let us buy land here. And, you know, you guys are going to be reaping the profit. Your people are going to have. But yeah, you took right. so much land. And, bro, these companies are still alive today. Yeah. I think one of them is like Chase, Chase Morgan. Um, oh, the bank. They own Because yeah, yeah. they started railroads. And the whole ah. railroad industry thing is a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a different Where monster. there are people. Yeah, it goes into like where you have recruiters going into Mexico trying to hire people to come work in America for the railroads and all these things. And yeah. then you got people in America that don't want these people here. Yeah. But yet you create this system where you want cheap labor and who's going to do it? 
your neighbors yeah. who you fucking forced to sell you all your land, yeah. you know, to continue to have cheap labor. The indigenous people that were only being like they couldn't they couldn't make money, so they would um, they would have to they had to train them. They had to train them and like sell them like it was like alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they would put them onto alcohol, and um, that's how they would pay them. You worked, and then these indigenous people would get like alcohol. They would get drunk as fuck, and then at a certain time on Sundays or a certain time of the day, policemen would come and pick all these drunk people out in public, incarcerate them, and then once they're incarcerated, they would have to work for free. So you develop systems that like basically give America free labor, and they're doing everywhere. Like there was laws, like there's laws that were passed that said, yeah, this happens, like this is what's gonna go down. We'll get free labor. So. So she was saying that like sometimes it's just the acceptance that like America needs to just like recognize and accept that it happened yeah. instead of doing that other thing where it's like, why you want to bring up like from the past? We're talking about 2021. Or people complain that like, why, why are you bringing up the race card? Yeah. Like, you know, why, why are you uh, talking about that? Or why, why do you feel that way? Why does everything Get always over have to be great? Yeah, blah, exactly. Blah. Like and, I'm not racist. Like my grandparents were. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fine. But I think at a, at a certain point you have an obligation as somebody who is aware of the wrongs that your grandparents and your ancestors made to make something right, to make it right. And I just feel like people don't don't do that. And they yeah. just get offended because they feel like we're personally attacking them. And it's not so much that we're uh, we're confronting them personally. We're confronting their lineage because their lineage, you are still a part of something that was extremely terrible. And if you know that it's bad, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, yeah. what can I do to to make it better? You know, you have to be part of the solution, especially if you're a white person, bro, because yeah. white people have an extraordinary amount of power. Like, I know that I know it, like during the elections, they always they always look ahead and go, well, in 20, whatever, 2040, uh, Latinos will be the majority in terms of numbers. And it's like, that's great. We have power in terms of numbers, but how many of those people can actually get into positions of power in Congress yeah. at your local city council on the school board? How many of them are able to actually go and get into these positions and make a difference yeah. to me? Even if we have a large amount of people in this country, that's to me that I don't consider that a majority. Yeah, because we're still a minority in a sense of our power, our voice, um, in terms of how people the care perceive us, care the care that they get. So there's a majority of like Hispanics, Blacks, like uh, Asians, right? Like so, okay, we're we're here, but what kind of care do they receive? Well, Mm -hmm. we don't. There's not much care. Nope. You know, and that's where like. There's these big, huge topics about like, well, what's the budget? How does the budget look? And then you look at like police, the, 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 you know, the police budget. And then you see like that there's not enough budget for the community, like schools, chairs, like even Marshall, like experienced that shit when we were there. Like, I remember there was at one point where there was like 40, 50 students per class. I was already falling behind for sure. I was already behind. I was like, I knew I wasn't going to pass. But when that started happening, I was like, bruh. There's like people are standing in this fucking class. There's like no chairs. And you expect me to fucking do homework or listen to your fucking ass like while you're trying to teach? Yeah. I have no place to sit, motherfucker. I you can't even swear. write anywhere. I'm gonna go to the fucking basketball field. <laughs> I'll catch the basketball later. field. I'm gonna go to the court. I'm gonna pick up some games and see what's going yeah. on over there. Like, so that was my my thing. But um that's where those topics are big and huge because you see 
all this money that they're spending with police and like people are like, no, we need to have the police enforced and like mm-hmm. we need to have these things. But then you see like how much help the, those communities are getting, like how much help is the Hispanic community getting, the Latino community, yeah. uh, Asian Americans, you know. What uh, kind of social services are being provided to these people who yeah. really need and, it? And then even the social service that is provided to them, how much help is that really doing? Is or it is it just to say, Oh, we have people in the community. Doing yeah. It. Like, it, are you just using it for the agenda to say no? We're doing something about it, but are they really doing stuff? About yeah, yeah, it? yeah. And those are hard conversations to have. We should definitely think about getting people that are uh, plugged in into yeah, those things to, to inform more. Yeah. But it's something to think about. I feel with anybody uh, because I feel we are a melting pot, right? We're yeah. we're a melting pot here. Uh, there's a lot of different people, um, but. There was this one point that that you were saying that like we are the majority, but how many do we see in Congress? How many do we see in these things? Representation. Yeah, and the thing is that like recently, what happened was like I think I forgot which one we posted it on the Necktop Podcast, but there was this college that was receiving a lot more. Oh, Latino. I think it was USC. Okay, so here's the thing with colleges: you can have a lot of more Latinos, Asians, uh, African Americans, whoever, like going to college. But how many finish? Yeah. It's not about attending and trying how many finish and what determines someone that finishes. Well, we already know how expensive it is to live out here in fucking Los Angeles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's one. Talk talk about just like survival. Like one of the things that- Just living out here. Yeah. Like you can no longer have a full-time job and live here. Like you need more than a full-time job Mm -hmm. to be able to pay rent or have shelter. Mm -hmm. Um. So how are these people going to finish now having to pay for school, books? Oh, they could apply for financial aid. Okay, that's fine. That's perfect. Financial aid. Well, what does financial aid cover? And then also, what do they have to do to survive their day-to-day means? Does that mean that they have to have another job, two other jobs part-time on top of school to try to do that? Where these American people, people that are successful already, don't have to. You hear stories, bro, where I used to work. These teenagers are coming in with Amex cards to buy whatever they want. They have like three credit cards on them yeah. already. They're like fucking, fucking like fourteen year olds, bro, Jesus. twelve year olds, and like it's fun. It's cool to see their community because you see the community of like these fourteen year olds on the cusp of high school, in a private school, and in their wallet having an Amex credit card yeah. that could buy them any type of school supply that they want, food all these different type of means. So you have people living in Los Angeles and in America with completely different stories. One yeah. high schooler versus another one could be experiencing two different things. And we want a quality quality. We want to say, oh, that's equal. Well, how is it equal? Yeah. When you have these, these things, like there's still a massive ladder. There's the opportunity for sure. The opportunity is there. You want to advance in life, the opportunity is there for you. But you have to climb the mountain, the ladders. You have to climb all these mountains that we're going to put in front of you as opposed to somebody else with lighter skin, somebody else that's been here for longer with other means, other resources, healthier habits, Mm -hmm. healthier care. It's a straight line. Like literally, if you have that, all you have to do is go and walk through it. Like just walk through it. But if you're not that skin color, if you haven't been here for years, then get ready to climb the mountains of shit that's going to be put in front of you to be able to even... Have a sus- to even have a chance. And not only that, what is the goal? So what, what happens when you do graduate? Well, now you break out of the 
full-time minimum job wage and all that stuff. So now you're able to afford a home. Yeah. Now you're able to talk about, these are means. These are like necessities. Talking about, um, you could be a homeowner, choose to buy healthier food options. Yeah. Have health care. Like we're not talking about lavish living here. Yeah, we're not basic, talk, yeah, we're talking basic about basic needs. necessities that like you have to run and go through these mountains yeah. to be able to have basic needs met. And if you're smart and good with your money and you invest your money, you could probably open up a window of opportunities for you. Yeah. Right. And you could now you could talk about luxury. Yeah. And all those those other things. But it's completely different, bro. And it all like this conversation stems from identity. So yeah. what does that mean to you? Like it honestly to me it it just to me it starts with small small steps because i also don't think that people should feel guilted into completely transforming their life into being like you know what i'm just going to fucking wear my chan class all the time and talk spanish all the time no like yeah i don't i don't i also don't want people to feel like and then this is going to sound kind of weird but i love america for the people that mm. are here because i've met so many dope people from different cultures mm that I probably wouldn't experience back home. And that yeah. doesn't mean that I don't appreciate my 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 country of origin, but I was raised here and I connected with people of different races, different skin colors, and I think that's a beautiful part of America. The ugly part is all the politics, all the semantics that go on in the background, all the guilt, all the obstacles and hurdles that are just there for to make white people feel better or to to downplay what you can achieve in this fucking life as a brown person so i think identity is more like a, take small steps into being like well you know instead of going to starbucks i'm gonna hit up a local taco spot or you know instead of buying a shirt from this place i'm gonna go to those fucking yeah i don't know those callejones or some shit you know but no. but i i think it's just small steps and just being, a, and I think educating yourself too, like, well, where am I from? Yeah. You know, who who are my ancestors? What? Because everybody is, you know, most of Central America at some point, I think, well, I would say a large part of Central America was like Aztecs, the Mayans, you know, like these ancient, like people who have so much rich history and culture that we don't really know about. Like I was actually thinking about, and I don't know if this is how accurate this is. But I was thinking about getting like the ancestry shit, like or the twenty mm. three and me or whatever the fuck that tells you, yeah. you know, like where most of your family is from or whatever the fuck. I'm sure it's from Central America, yeah. but like, you know, do I have am do I have indigenous blood in me? I probably yeah. I probably do. Yeah, you know. So like, these are all things that you kind of have to take it upon yourself to educate yourself and find out more about who your ancestors really are, where your lineage comes from, and then moving forward, like, okay, well, I know that I am. For example, right? Okay, Heldon is a fifty percent um, from the continent of Africa, from Zimbabwe or whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. right? Okay, cool. So now I know this. So now I ha I know that in my blood there is a direct relationship to that continent. So what can I do to to preserve some of that identity? Well, I go and do this. I can buy from these people. You know? Yeah. So but essentially, and that's. I think that's like a good starting point. Yeah. And I feel like this uh this girl that I'm dating um said something to me that was pretty pretty freaking pretty amazing that put me on. I gotta give her a shout out, you know, because she's the one that told me this and it yep. blew my mind because it was like, okay, some people don't understand this perspective. You grew up basically my neighbor. 
Yeah. Um, you know how it is to live in in Silver Lake, and yeah. then also what happened when gentrification was like really happening. Yeah. Like, bro, I always relate to the simplest of like the stop sign because I grew up there my whole fucking <laughs> life, and every time as a little kid trying to get to Dayton Heights, I was like, God damn, I'm about to get hit by one of these fucking cars one day, bro. As soon as enough, as soon as the right skin tone moves into the neighborhood, stop signs were there. Exactly where speed they, bumps are there. Speed bumps are there. Yeah. Stop signs are there. Exactly where they needed or to the be. Or the street get all the potholes are filled, bro. You know, so I, I take it down to that basic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Walking down Hoover, you would see La Doña's barber shop or like little salon. You would yeah, see yeah, yeah. El, the somebody's like little business here. or El Yucateco. Yeah, or, like you yeah, would yeah. see these things, and then when the gentrification started happening, they started to close down. Yeah, and what happens then? Everything goes up. More people come in, moving from wherever with all this money, trying to gentrify the place, and then they start a new business, if not the same business. Yeah. So, the lady that used to have a a bar a salon right there on Hoover um, closed down, mm-hmm. and you know it was always dope going there, going to see her. She would cut my hair as a little kid or whatever. Yeah. And then now you have another barber shop there, but it's a barber shop, yeah. right? And it's gentrified. It's like new, all these things. But it was the same thing. It was the same type of business, yet it just changed. Like something's there. So then she was saying how like some people like are are like trying to, I guess, connect with these businesses. So she was saying how she ordered something from like um, one of these like Instagram things that she was like ordering like a, a, a dog cake for example I don't mm-hmm. really know what it was Yeah. but this new girl this new was basically running a little bakery from an existing like her grandma's existing business mm-hmm. so she wasn't taking oh, wow. over her grandma's business she was just like on the weekend she like uses her kitchen like in that in that like whatever if it was a restaurant or a sewing place whatever her business is she's yeah. not taking away from her business if anything She's probably shooting her some cash and yeah, saying, yeah, like, hey, yeah. can I use this space just to make you just you know, my orders? Yeah, yeah. just rent it out. And now you're not taking over somebody's and ruining somebody's, like, form of income yeah. and completely destroying their lives. Yeah. Now you're joining with somebody. And if anything, if done right, could probably bring whoever goes pick up there. I was like, oh, I didn't know this spot was here, too. Like, it's cool. Yeah. You're working here. And then, like, you're bringing... Um, identity to this spot it's being more it's being more put out there because your business is there and it's about like that unity yeah. as opposed to taking over you know it's, what i'm saying it, yeah but and, and honestly that's yeah. that's great i w- i would argue this though mm-hmm. um is i feel like there's almost like there's a very fine line though between like you if like let's say right the person keeps bringing in more attention to to that spot right yeah. so you're not taking over their business but you have a lot more Let's say, you know, hipsters, white people coming mm. in there, right? Yeah. Well, now you have the attention. Maybe you have the attention of like uh, investors or people that are like, hey, we're looking to expand. I like it here. Yeah. I like I like the area here. There's already a lot of people coming here and hanging out. Let's buy it out. You know, oh, type like of thing. From investors you know, and like whatnot. so. And, and this is like me just being, it, yeah. Yeah, this is me just thinking like extreme. Like, and I'm sure maybe it does happen, mm-hmm. but there's like, there's a very fine line between like getting involved in, and maybe maybe that person doesn't do it with the intention to take over or, mm-hmm. or introduce other investors to come and take over her spot, but it's like it's an it can be like an indirect 
consequence yeah. and, of what she does. And if you are aware mm-hmm. of those things, of gentrification, of those things, then I feel like you might do a better job to make sure that those things don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's like, well, you can't, it's not you taking over, you know, you're taking over somebody's whole family line of living, of their only source of income in yeah. a place and in a space and a world where these people already cannot survive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This old person is not going to survive. This old family member is not going to survive when in a place, in a city where you could have a full-time job and yeah. still not afford housing. Yeah. That shit is crazy. Yeah. You, you, nowhere. You cannot yeah. find it. I think, no. it, I don't know if it's America or if it's in Los Angeles or if it's in California, but um, I remember I read that it was like, you can no longer have a 40, you know, 40 hour a week minimum wage job. That's probably in America. Like, you, I, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You cannot, like, honest. and you can't be housed. So you could have a full time job. Oh, I'm actually, in. it might be in Los Angeles, actually. Like, I'm clocking in for sure it's in Los yeah, Angeles, yeah, bro. Yeah. You cannot have a full time <laughs> job minimum wage. You, yeah. Bruh. You can't. Yeah, it's the, impossible. You fucking cannot, bro. Yeah. And, you know, you're just talking about trying to find shelter. I was just yeah. trying to find shelter, bro. Yeah. Not even trying to have health care. I'm not trying to save money. I'm just bro, trying to live, Exactly. Bro. And and create a cushion, an emergency fund, and all these things. That's why when, like, things like the pandemic happened or, like, big things in life happen, like, well, why didn't these people save money? Yeah. What like why why weren't they, what money if all they're using all these jobs that they have is only to fucking survive? Yeah. Two two um two minimum wage full time jobs and all they're doing is have no life because they're working eighty hours a week. And there's and there's no room for advancement. Yeah, like they're literally just like they work in those two jobs to be able to one, like have shelter, have food, and like maybe like pay for their car insurance and all those things to get them to job to job. But then when they get home. It's really like to to rest, you know, because how and then the what what kind of quality of life is that person having? Yeah. Because now you get someone who works a 30, 30 to 35 hour job and is making a hundred hundred grand a year. Yeah. As compared to somebody that's working a full time minimum job, nowhere near the same life. Bro. A fraction of that. Nowhere near Not the even same a life. Nowhere near the same energy. Nowhere near the same type of home, like health. And all these things, and like, it, it gives this conversation of identity gives a lot to think about because number one, like you're saying, you don't want people to run back to their chanclas and like pupusas all the time. Yeah. But it does, it does like us who have opportunities. Yeah. To go to school or opportunities to to know about real estate because I know somebody who's uh, working at my old job, another manager there, and owns properties. Yeah. And works plural, plural, not and singular. works at a retail store. Yeah, works at a retail store. Not even a manager. Not even on a like a GM's pay. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a GM's pay is good. If you're a GM at a fucking store, okay, it's it's okay. You're definitely above everybody else. You probably do like you have a little more options. But yeah. this guy isn't even that, and he has properties. He got into the real estate business and like was smart with his money. And he was telling me how he has a huge home. It's just him and his wife right now. Mm-hmm. His kids left. They're doing his thing. He has this huge, massive home, and then like he has other properties that help him afford that home. So he bought all these properties, started renting them out, and like his rent is like a thousand two hundred, which is you know less than what you would find for like a a one a studio a stu- in yeah, Los Angeles. Say, that's yeah, a studio. and he has a fucking huge home with him and his wife Jeez. because all the other properties are helping him pay for that. So yeah. his monthly expense is a thousand two hundred. 
Now, now it's smart. So you could still not be an educator. You could not like go to school, not go to college, and still know how to manage your money. Still yeah. know how how much power your money has. Yeah. You know, and I feel like understanding these things is like makes you think. Okay, well, where am I shopping? Where mm-hmm. am I putting this money at? Yeah, am I going to go support uh, this huge corporation that no matter what is exploiting and doing all these things to just benefit the the shareholders and the the board of directors and all these things, or am I going to invest to that new spot? Yeah, yeah. That black-owned uh, business, that yeah. uh, Latino-owned business. Like, where am I going to put my money? Yeah. Like, yes, they are selling this product, and then also us, we have to think about, oof, it is 50 cents more. Oh, it is a dollar more, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's a dollar more. But then when you think about corporations that have been alive for years, years and years and years and years that sell these products, um, their downline is completely different. Bro, something like working in like retail, you see how like these companies are willing to take losses on certain products because that product, like they'll take a major loss, like they'll sell shit at like the most ridiculous, cheapest price, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense in the long run because they're going to sell you a service when you walk in there. You may have walked in for this certain product that was like a dollar, but then everything else, the opportunity of everything else where they're going to make a huge profit, profit is there. So they have great marketing, great things to like set up the store where you're going to go in for one thing, but come out with something else. And if they get a thousand people to do that, or let's say 10,000 people to just do that one thing, they have brought in 10,000 times, let's say another dollar, that's $10,000 they brought in within that month just for offering this little thing. Yeah. Some dumb shit. Some dumb little fucking thing, you know, at the cheapest price where if you're starting a new business, you don't have those things. You can't do those things. So you also have to think like, yes, it is a little bit expensive, but it's going to the community. Where it's like someone who's like living in the community, Latino or Latina or or Latinx or Hispanic, whatever, 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 or black, uh, Asian, like, you know, okay, it's helping the community. That's why like. It's good to also like go to your, uh, instead of going to these corporations, shop at your uh, community stores, go to yeah. the community restaurants, what's around your neighborhood, learn what businesses are around your neighborhood, yeah. like who owns them and like see where you're going to spend your money at. Yeah. So those are great ways to like give back to the community. It's not yeah. only like, oh, I volunteer at this spot. No, you could just know, understand how your money works and yeah. where you're putting it into. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. The The whole identity thing was really interesting just because. You know, I think especially, you know, Native Americans, indigenous people, they are closely tied to their to their identity, which is their culture, yeah. their 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 traditions. And they're tied into their land. And their land. And, and their land is so like that's what was taken. Bro, and like they understood this like whole concept of like land and them intertwined with each other, connectivity with like connectivity with like their neighbors, yeah. their land, the environment, yeah. not overusing it, but like being a part of, like they understood that concept and what was the thing that got taken? That was it. Their land. In the museum, there was this, they, they were showing this video of this lady, this older lady who she was like, yeah, I grew, you know, when I was growing up, you know, um, we can go out and just literally pick fruit off the floor and eat it. And it was good for us because... We knew it was from the earth's soil. Yeah. And then when the government came and took over all our fields, we couldn't eat that fruit anymore because why? They put all these chemicals, all these pesticides, all these Mm. GMOs, and now that's not our food anymore. And now we have to go find a different way, different means of 
getting food, getting making income to buy the unfortunately the food that now they are selling us, which was initially our food yeah. to yeah. begin with. That's so they they're yeah. very in tune with with the earth. They know about all these, you know, extremely spiritually cleansing traditions and and they're just extremely tied to their spirituality. Um and so to, to me it's it's it was just fascinating, bro, to see that. And I don't mean fascinating as in like, oh, this is cool, as it's fascinating yeah. as in like this is extremely eye-opening. And yeah. it's something that I think we don't really talk about. I know that there are um, you know, a lot of people who who are aware of these things and do what they can, but I feel like we can all do better. You know, yeah. if we're not, if you're not already looking into your ancestors, like talk to your parents, like, Hey, what does yeah. this mean? You know, what, what did you guys used to do for this? And, 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 and during these times and to nine times out of 10, they'll tell you. And even parents, like it goes to the same thing. Like our parents, when they come here, they lose 99% of their identity because they have to come here and, they're the ones that are like breaking ground here yeah. to be like I'm setting a new setting up new shop here in America. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but if I gotta speak English to these white motherfuckers that can't understand what the fuck I'm saying, that's what I gotta do yeah. for these little fuckers for the for the yeah, new for the family, generation yeah. that's gonna come. You know, and and, and yeah. uh, one more thing, and then um, I feel like it's our responsibility if you're gonna have kids, you know. Talk to them in Spanish. Teach teach them about, about, you know, yes, America is a certain way and there are great people here, but teach them about your own your own experiences, your where you grew up, because that way they'll have an appreciation for it and they'll probably be more likely to keep that going. There was this one statistic that I heard, and then I'll let you go. Um, they were saying that people like Latinos, the whole Latinos for Trump thing, mm-hmm. there's an explanation behind it because mm-hmm. they found that people who came to this um, to this country, right? Like, like say, Mexican, Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. They came to this country, or, well, they were in this country. They had kids. They assimilated into American culture. So every time a new generation was born, they were detached further and further away from their culture. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see a lot of Latinos that talk the way they talk. They're a lot of there are a lot of Latinos that are racist against their own people that don't want immigrants here. Yeah. Why? Because they become they're, they're so far away from their actual identity and culture that they've lost every generation they lose a little bit of it. They yeah. lose and they let go and they let go, they shed it off yeah. for them and then by the time 2020 is here they have completely lost. It's not in their DNA anymore. Yeah, and, and it's also like uh, it also comes to the fact that like there's like how much of this is like being spoken of in school, like yeah, the reality of history, yeah. like you know, not just like we're talking about. I mean, you didn't find out till you went to college. Yeah, I didn't find out till then, and like I'm sure there was probably a Chicano class, but like I was always like, what? Yeah, what, what, what is that? With, yeah, I don't know what that is. Like, what? Why am I gonna take that? I'm also like not Mexican, but like so why am I gonna take a class? Yeah. But then it's not like. It's the fact that you learn some some truth, and it's cool because this professor he was like really dope. He's, yeah. he's a dope professor. He's like really like blunt, really like out there, amazing. Um, I, I enjoyed his class so much. Uh, it was just eye opening to to this to this whole whole thing. But what I was gonna, I think, I didn't learn it till like now, but I'm glad I did. 
like I'm glad I, I just have that knowledge now of it. And I'm sure there's other things that I don't know, uh, other more things, more severe things that probably happen. Yeah. But I understand how the whole detachment thing works. The next generation, especially like when those schools aren't teaching it. And then also mm-hmm. like do the parent like would the parents even have time to teach that to yeah. their kids when they're trying again work 80 hours a week to provide for the family yeah. when do they have time to sit down and say hey you know what this is what they're teaching you in school it's all great but let me show you what the like read these books read these type of books read these yeah. things and then um <clears throat> i think it's also parents job to do that yeah. to steer your kids into like hey the schooling system here this is what it is but here are some books that i've read that like will really blow your mind and like help you understand like some truths that they're not fully giving to you in school and yeah. not telling you yeah. and it's great to be informed great to know yeah. these things uh, it definitely helps you question what else don't we know yeah what else don't we know what else do we have a americanized view of mm-hmm. when we look at instead of the perspective of someone who grew up in it lived it and you know the origin of it yourself because yeah. America sells the manifest destiny as it was a God-given thing. Yeah. God, it was supposed to it happen. It was supposed to happen. Yeah. It was God-given. And just like some people excuse like this whole Trump thing, like it was a God-given thing. It's yeah. a God-given thing. Trump was supposed to come. All these things. Like, yeah. So again, <clears throat> it lets you stop seeing things from just like the American view and also like a more broader or different lens. And yeah. I think that's what we need to do. Sometimes you need to see things from a different lens yeah. and see their perspective on it. If not to be convinced, but to be informed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree 100%, man. Uh, yeah, so that trip, that that specific experience in that museum was extremely important. That's um, dope. And it was beautiful, man. And I encourage anybody who is in the Phoenix area, please go to the Herd Museum, H-E-A-R-D, um, and just learn. Just learn, especially, you know, brown brown people, because we, you know, I, I, I can't say without a doubt, I mean, I can't say for a fact that we have experienced the kind of, you know, challenges that indigenous people have. Probably not, but we still experience them, you know, and it's yeah. good to 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 look at the example of what happened to the indigenous people and how they try to keep so much of their identity and how we are so quick to to let go of it and, as as assimilated you and, know, citizens. And I feel like people we have gotten smarter now where they're doing it to us in a different form. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's on your phone. Like Think of like if you just think of like remember you were telling me about uh, so that one data data show that you were telling me about social media that was a trip that I needed oh, to see um, the social dilemma the social dilemma yeah. like things are happening now a lot subtly yeah without you even noticing like the fact that if like Instagram is giving you all these ads YouTube is giving you all these ads from conversations that we've had like without yeah. you needing to you know like sometimes I get ads like I thought of something <laughs> and I'll get the ad on Amazon. Of like exactly what I was just talking about, like you motherfuckers. They're they're on it, bro. You motherfuckers, you guys are on. You got that AI shit, that fucking mm, all that shit is mm. smart enough, and we have to be smart enough to understand those things and understand the reality of things and question: Why do I believe this? Why do I only see things this way? Why am I pro this? Why am I not pro that? Like, and it's a lot, bro. Yeah, it's definitely a lot to be informed on one bite at a time, but. Definitely identity. If you know you have um, some origin, whatever your background is from generations ago, I think it's always a good thing to look look back, see what it was, remember 
give the respect of what it is for the people that that came and brought you here and and always like try i mean as far as me i try to keep that alive like i want to make sure to like what before my mom passes or get all the recipes that i can you know just so i know what to cook every now and then or just what i know what to do yeah um i would have loved so bad to like have my grandfathers Mm -hmm. and ask them their fucking like yo what what was this how do you think and then what do you think about your masculinity now yeah you, you know now that things have changed and now that i'm here and I'm telling you that I don't view things the way you view yeah, things. Yeah, like, yeah. how how does that like? What do you think of that? Like, I won't ever have that opportunity. But if you have those grandparents there, take advantage. Take advantage yeah. and find those stories. Get as much as you can out of yeah. them for sure. Um, well, I think think we could wrap it, Doc. Yeah, it was yeah. a good conversation, yeah. man. This and this was a, a as soon as I went to that museum and I got out, I was like, this is something that I have to talk about. Yeah, on the podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was dope, man. Um, I really enjoyed the trip. It was fun. It was hot as fuck. <laughs> not gonna lie but it was it was still cool it was it was good being outside of la you know for an extended period of time because you you know you just get to see new things yeah. so but um where's that outro music though because hey. i think we're ready to go everyone is everyone has been educated damn damn yeah but um all right guys well my name is why isn't this your plane dog hold on hold on hold on that's no but we'll just do a raw bro I'll put it in post. I'll do it. I'll do it in post. It's fine. Let's ride. All right, y'all. Well, my name is Usika. It's your boy Beast. Thank you for listening to the Neck Out Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace out, y'all.